0: Welcome to Peace Side, the podcast of the 2018 Commonwealth Cadet and Junior Fencing Championships from Newcastle
1: in North East England. I'm Sean Walton. And I'm Karen Bashir. And here we are again, day six. Yes, yeah, it's the last day of the individuals, the yep. junior individuals. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: And it was a, it was another really good day. I had, I had a thoroughly good time. I'll spin a little bit more about that uh, later on. But before we get to... Uh, Talking about today's action, uh, yet further proof that information and quality preparation is key to making everything work well. Uh, a bit of stuff that we missed yesterday that we only found out about it today.
1: Tell us about it. Yeah, well, so, so we've got this uh, system uh, where we created a, a pro forma for the athletes to fill in. Uh, and so that we've got some information because some of these fences, we haven't seen the Kiwis, the Indian, most of the Indians we haven't seen. Yeah, indeed. Um, and I think we both were pretty sure that in the men's foil final, it was an all Sal Boston affair between uh, Harry Bird and Connor Head, but we didn't have Connor's bio. I'm sure he filled it in, but somehow it didn't make it, yeah, to, it, didn't us. Make it to us. Yeah. Uh, and it, he is indeed a, a Sal Boston fencer and coached by Tomek Waliki. So it was a, John Weeks is a, the, the, the one of the head foil co, top foil coaches at Boston, but it. Tomek is the head coach there, and he coached Connor, uh, and he was my first coach, Sean. He was my very, he gave me my very first individual lesson when I got to that yes. standard. So he was my first proper coach, uh, and everything uh, in my fencing I owe to him. And so I just wanted to make sure that we did note that. Uh, congratulations, Tomek! Uh, well done to you and to, to Connor for the silver medal yesterday, up against uh, John Weeks's Harry Bird.
0: Yeah, fine performance from a from a fine club. Um, please. Please, for a talk. A great coach.
1: Yeah, really good coach, and been producing top British fencers for for many years. I mean, you know, I was sort of the eighties when I I was yeah. taking lessons from him, and he's still going strong and still producing really, really top quality uh, fencers, and and then supporting. The likes of John Weeks, David Taylor, yeah. who's oh, now yeah. in the Very states, good coach, yeah. he's he's mentored those those British coaches. So you know his, his uh, impression on British fencing is is pretty huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, coaching you didn't put him off, no.
1: Well, pa- apparently there were enough others that were good enough that, 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 <laughs> that he, he managed to keep his motivation up. <laughs> That's a relief. <laughs>
0: That's a relief. So let's let's go on what, with uh, what we had today. Uh, as you see, the last the individual junior action for the team events start tomorrow. Uh, so we had Junior Men's Epi, Junior Women's Foil, and Junior Men's Sabre pretty much in, in that order for the day. So we'll do our usual thing uh, with our division of labour of who watches what in the semi-finals with, uh, with the Men's Epi first of all.
1: Yeah, I did uh, Will East fencing for England against Alex Sells fencing for Australia. But Alex Sells is actually based in the UK. In fact, he's stone's throw away from where I live at Plymouth Fencing Club with uh, Pete Barrett. So it was interesting to see Pete in the green and gold t-shirt on did, the side of the I did the see piece. him
0: earlier on today wandering around in this. Uh, I had to do a sort of proper double take moment. <laughs> of
1: what are you wearing? Yeah, so it, it was pretty, yeah, uh, it was a big surprise. And then, uh, and then we worked out, it was Alex Sells, that's why. Yeah. Um Interesting fight. Um, we, we, we're trying to avoid the word cagey, but I'm afraid I can't in this one because it really was a, it was a very, very, uh, not nervy start, but patient, very patient. And uh, the nice long attacks from Alex Sells were really good at the start. Uh, he went 5-4 up at the break. Uh, but Will East, uh, he's really good at long distance. He's, got, he's a reactive fencer, so he picks up a good uh, counter on the, on the arm. Um, and uh, he he basically used that right the way through the, fi- the fight and then was able to develop his his nice closing parries as well for a bit of variety. Uh, and he went through 15-11. It was pretty comfortable 15. And we talked about the scores in Epic, Yeah, It was um, a pretty comfortable 15-11.
0: Yeah, yeah 15-11 at a, in a foil match can be... Quite close, really. Yeah. Uh, and mean, Saber almost doubly so because the, yeah. the scores can change so quickly. In AP fifteen and eleven is, yeah, yeah. You're, You're not breaking any sweat when you're, you're getting to a 15-11 win.
1: Yeah, and and and, and you know, good on Will. Uh, Ian Litchfield was uh, coaching him today uh, on the side of the piece, and um, they did a great job.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had the the other semi final between. Well, I, I had kind of a, a mixed role in this one, that I was, you know token Scottish supporter, trying to not get too obviously uh, showing up for my <laughs> for my, my bias uh, against India's Lishan Bupin Singh. Uh, name in the back of his jacket is is Lishan, and that's how I'm, I'm going to refer to him. Don't blame um, you. I have I have arranged a, an interview tomorrow with one of the Indian coaches to find out oh, uh, what's what's been behind their success and then to get a bit more about the, the development of Indian fencing over over recent years. Um, and one of the questions that I'm going to going to ask is how can my pronunciation be better and what <laughs> name should we be choosing <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that'll be that'll be helpful for us <laughs> i suspect maybe a little late i should have gone right at the beginning of the championships but uh, yeah better late than never <laughs> yeah. uh, so i mean this was a really great fight actually uh, very mobile uh, contrasting physiques of the two um two of them alex Pap- papadopoulos uh, pretty tall pretty rangy uh lishan Smaller, quicker, and more active, but both of them, both of them properly going for it. Uh, no caging is here; this mm. is pretty much full-on action, and it had a really quite foil-like feel about the whole match. Both of them uh, looking, looking to, to make a sort of distant type try. You know, make the you know, jump in, draw the reaction, make the point fall short, take the tack up. You know, no right of way, obviously, but uh, yeah, it had, a, had that sort of feel about it. Yeah. Um, Alex Papadopoulos is. You know, a that wants to make things things happen, Lushan a little more reactive, but in a way that was always always likely to produce plenty of plenty of action. So you know, properly good, entertaining stuff. Four um, all at the end of the break, which doesn't sound massively high scoring, but there was tons of movement, tons of threat, tons of trying things out. It was never never a dull moment. No bouncing up and down, looking at each other. Mm-hmm. That was not not on the menu at all for this one. Um, Alex, I felt shortened I need to speak to Andy Alderman, who was the uh, both Alex's personal coach and the uh, epic coach for the Scottish team, uh, about what he talked about in the minute break. But he seemed to shorten the distance to uh, to take that breaking distance option away away from Glishan. and uh, that that worked for him because it meant he it could be more fully committed in the attack without fearing that it was going to fall short. So when he went, yeah, he went full bore and generally hit, and it took away this this defensive tactics, So almost formation. a bit more,
1: not direct in terms of the fencing term direct, but just a bit more straight yes. straight to the job Yeah, absolutely, yeah. no no reaching for it no looking for a, yeah. a remise or a double it's just
0: boom, get in there uh, and he opened up a bit, a bit of a lead with that 7-4 um, up and uh, you know, a little a little bit of seesawing back and forth, but he maintained that that, that three hit lead more or less, um, up to 12-9 couple of doubles gets the job done with a I think the final score was a 15-12 so uh, um, yeah good entertaining fight, smart tactics from Alex Papadopoulos and and Andy and uh, yeah, well, a well deserved win. But again, more enjoyable stuff from the Indian Fencers. It's becoming uh,
1: a, yeah, it's no, become a repeat really theme
0: for any time we talk about the fencing.
1: Really good, really good stuff from them here. I mean, we've said it a million times, and, and they deserve it. They 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 they've done really well here, and they stepped up. But yeah, I was so for the final with Papadopoulos. I made the mistake of talking to a couple of coaches about what they thought mm-hmm. was going to happen against Will East. and they um and I I saw I saw Alex a bit earlier on in the day and. I didn't see the semi-final, um, but what, what I saw seems, it resounded with the, with what the coaches are saying. They, they they're saying that the two fences very they have very similar. They said styles. I look back because I then go into the commentary and start going on Describe similar that, styles, actually. and then there's no, nothing, there's not, there's no similar <laughs> styles here. Well, I think what they meant was um, a similar approach, except one's pressing, yes, and the other ones are happy to sit back, but they're both looking for a counteraction. Is what I now I've seen the the yeah, final. You, you That's what, what they I mean, were looking yeah. for. But yeah, I mean, Alex, who went into that final, really He went straight after Will East. And I think Will East, in literal actually, I spoke to him beforehand, and I said I asked him, you know what. What can we expect? And he said, well, I'm not going to tell you my tactics. And I went, no, fair enough. But what can we expect? And he said he, he wanted the fight to stay in the middle for yeah. Will and not have him pushed right to the back of the piece. But right from the start, Alex went after him.
0: Yeah, He pushed him, pressed him, threatened, beat the blade.
1: Yeah, messing him up the whole time. Yeah, never
0: never giving him a, a sort of stationary target that was going to be easy for him to pick off.
1: And it didn't look like someone who was looking for a counteraction at all. Not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> not at all. Not yeah, a, not
0: yeah suddenly I, I was going to ask who, who you asked for, <laughs> for this opinion, but uh, yeah, that's not how I would I'm not going to out the, no, the coach that told me. No,
1: I'm not going to. But, but um, yeah, but it, it was interesting to see that... Um, the, the, the contrasting approach to the fight that yeah. was the, it, very very clear from the start and and Alex got off to a, a fairly healthy not super healthy and Epe is very difficult to get off but usually you see Epe take that minute or so to ease into the fight he yeah, was off the mark of from the word go wasn't he
0: yeah I mean if uh, they've been fencing on, on British junior squads together, you know, they'll be well familiar with uh, each other from the domestic circuit as well, so there won't be any huge surprises in terms of their, their fencing style and their approach and their tactics, so uh, it was really a case of both both fencers backing their own, own style to, to win the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Alex gave it a right a good go, worked for him up to a point, I think it was a couple of hits up at at one stage, kind of mid-fight, Yeah. and, uh, I was strongly encouraged we were going to see a, a Scottish victory, but uh, he perhaps lost a little bit of control of his footwork, got picked off a couple of times, either with, with counter attacks or, or flashes onto his step, and uh, um, suddenly the scores were reversed, Will was ahead. Yeah. Like, still, I mean, loads and loads of time.
1: Yes, back time. <laughs> loads of time. Loads, yeah. Uh,
0: but. Yeah, suddenly there seemed a, a, a hint of desperation to try and get a lead back again from from Alex. And-
1: I think Will, the thing was, Will worked out the, dist- the, the distance and the timing for, he, for his counter to work. Yeah. And then once he got that, he, I think his confidence built and it allowed him to start opening up and doing other things. So there was an octave flation there somewhere. He yeah. Bound, bound, he binded oh. up the blade and took an octave flation. So very good hit.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was a good performance in the end from from Will, as you say, he uh, he worked out and found a way to his, impose his game on the on the fight. Whereas earlier on, Alex had looked in the ascendancy the
1: man, he like, was controlling Definitely, the momentum definitely changed over to Will East, and when it did, like so I think there was perhaps just a little bit too much pressing from Alex, maybe I pushed think put a little too hard yeah, in the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's, a, it's a fine balance. You go too hard, and suddenly you're throwing yourself onto your opponent's point. And yeah. towards the end of the fight, there was a, maybe a little hint of that. Yeah,
1: and and Will capitalised
0: and took the gold medal yeah more than ready to take advantage but uh, yeah I thought it was an entertaining final
1: good, a, a really good final a really good final it sounds like the semi-final that you followed was good as well and so he's going to Alex is creating his his creation makes for uh, entertaining Epe
0: yeah very much so very much so yeah I, I enjoy watching Alex Feds yeah, no, no dull moments
1: Well, and and he got a silver medal. It's that's yeah. not a bad
0: day. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, Will's results have been pretty good. I mean, I think you mentioned that he'd had a a last week finish at a, a junior world cup.
1: Yeah, and Guatemala as well, traveling all that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's looks really neat and tidy, and uh, he had great great support from uh, from his teammates as well, and the coaching the the coach crew around the England team is. Uh, is, you know, it's quite a strong setup. They're taking this very very seriously. I'm not that other teams aren't, but mm-hmm. they've clearly got. the Having resources. it as a home
0: event as well probably makes that easier.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think you're right. And um, but they've clearly got the, the resources to do it as well because yeah. you know you've got a team of coaches and Jonathan Katz is there sort of overlooking um, and providing a sort of bit of uh, psychological support as well on the mental side. And we know that's so important in the game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, starting to list the, uh, I mean, Pete Barrett there wearing a. Australia top for the day, but uh, him also working with the the England fencers, uh, Ian Litchfield, Richard Lloyd Jones. I mean, that's a you know that is a good coaching lineup and yeah provides a lot of support for the fencers
1: Donnie McKenzie, Scotland and Malaysia.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah, a man of divided loyalties for one of his young foilists.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's, it's good to see. It's is there's some top there's some top athletes here, but let's not forget there's some and good coaches as well
0: here yeah absolutely it's uh yeah i mean uh, quite rightly coaches very rarely are are in the highlights and there's a uh, uh, there's good reason for that you know you shouldn't be interested in the coaches it's it's all about the fencers
1: yeah i think you you made that clear during the commentary in the uh men's sabre when i tried to congratulate you for your successes <laughs> today
0: yes uh, uh, well i mean let's uh, I was gonna say, no let's talk about my my successes, because they're not my successes, as I pointed out. But let's turn to the the junior women's foil then. Yeah, for those for those that aren't aware, um I I was spending most of my day watching a very small number of fencers, uh, because because I coach them. Uh, so hence my my usually balanced moderately well informed uh, <laughs> offerings about everything else that was going on are, are gonna be virtually non existent, I'm afraid. Um but I'd one of my friends I did have a Well, you got an excuse for them this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Rather than just my usual incompetence and laziness uh, this time, it's because I was uh, doing something more worthwhile. <laughs> Thanks, Karim.
1: Ah, oh, you got me earlier on.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay. we call a level no more. Yeah. You know, unless we can't help ourselves, try not to <laughs> slag each other anymore in the rest of the, rest of the podcast. Um, yeah, so Women's Foil. Uh, I was watching... Mary McLaughlin of Scotland, uh, I coach at South Holyrood in Edinburgh, um, up against the silver medalist from the Cadet Women's Foil, um, Lena Jacob of, of New Zealand. And I uh, can't tell you the scores, but I can tell you that Mary won the fight and had to work very hard mm. uh, to, get, to get the win. I think the final score was probably something like 15-11.
1: It was 15-11,
0: yeah. yeah there we go. So I do, I do remember something, but... Uh, yeah though the to give you a little bit of insight what it looked like sitting sitting beside the piece was the the battle was to keep control of the distance while maintaining pressure and finishing the attack when the opening appeared hit with a few yeah a couple of options that were um different and kept kept Lena guessing uh in defense and um yeah really pleased with how how mary fenced yeah um, i
1: caught the end of it and um you see, it's quite, it's quite an interesting insight to have you talking about your fencer because we don't often hear that on the podcast. We don't hear you talking mm. about your coaching and all that kind of stuff. And we had a little chat afterwards and I was quite uh, impressed. Is not the word? It, I thought it would be good to, to to mention this on on the on the podcast tonight that you'd done your research. You'd done the coach. The coach, yes, is behind the scenes a bit, but you would looked at this. The was it the semi final in the cadets? Uh, yes, in, well, semi-final and final,
0: um, where, uh, where Lina was involved. I've been very, very impressed with her in her semi-final win. There, yeah. Uh, but then she was pretty much taken apart in the
1: final, managed by uh, Tianji Lukins.
0: Yeah, and I, I could take a lot from that that I could pass on to Mary that she could implement.
1: And it's part of the job and it's part of the coaching job to spec out the other athletes because, you know, yeah. your fencer's fencing so they can't watch everybody else. That's so right. I
0: mean, they, I mean sometimes it's helpful to have them there with you so you can talk about yeah. it so they can see exactly what you're talking about. You know, say, oh, this moment and see what she does here. Yeah. Uh, but if you can transmit that well if they haven't seen them, then, um, yeah, hopefully that's valuable for the fencer. I mean, that is the coach's job.
1: Yeah, and it panned out well.
0: It did. Yeah, yeah. So good semi-final One So there's win. One, one, semifinal, one semi-final done.
1: Yeah, I did the other one. And that had uh, Tianji Lukens in it, the cadet individual gold medalist, uh, up against Katie Dew of Canada. So the Australians are up against the Canadians again here. Good to have uh, other countries involved. England, Scotland. Have been uh, Scotland really performed well here. England been very, very good. Uh, but uh, no English fences into the semi-final of the women's foil.
0: Yeah, they didn't have a great deal. Came out of the pools pretty strongly, but uh, four of their five fencers went out in the last thirty-two. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, early
1: departures there, which was a bit surprising. Yeah. So, well, it le- so it left this Canadian-Australian uh, matchup, uh, and okay, let's get it out. Let's get the elephant out of the room here. Um, Katie, do I saw her when I walked in, and I think they were in the thirty-two. And I normally walk into the venue, plunk my bag down where the commentary position is and start getting my paperwork together. But Katie do happened to be on the, the piece right in front of me. And she caught my eye immediately. And I thought, wow, I go around the world talking about fencing. Never heard of this girl. And she looked the real deal. She looked so good. I was wondering why I hadn't seen her on the senior Women's foils international circuit, and I still haven't actually been able to track down the answer to that one because her coach wasn't here, mm-hmm. um, and and the, and the, one of the Canadian coaches didn't know who said yeah she is she's really good, and I, th- I looked around the room and I just remembered thinking, she's in a different class to everybody else on the piece here, uh, and it panned out in the in the, the semi final against Lukens uh, the cadet individual champion,
0: mm. who did look very good in winning the cadets.
1: She did, and she was. No, there was nothing wrong with what she was doing here, except she was up against Katie do. Yeah. And she was doing all sorts of things. Broken time attack at the beginning. You don't see so much broken time attack these days in foil. She got brilliantly timed counter sort of massialist style yeah. counters, you know, uh, from the sort of M foundation school of jumping in, closing the target, or, you know, getting your hand into an awkward place across your body point going up yeah. uh, and closing everything down. Um, but it was all put together by this absolutely mesmeric footwork. Really good. Going backwards, she's always got some body movement pushing forwards to, to sort of make the other fencer think twice about yeah, pushing Yeah, to hesitate
0: or provoke the attack, yeah.
1: And then once she started landing those, she was doing um, lots, of, lots of attacks into prep and then started to produce these really long attacks, three, four steps finishing in a lunge, accelerating right the way through. Uh, and she was uh, a, a very, very uh, easy winner there, 15-7. So my thoughts about commentary for the final were um, <laughs> slightly, I was slightly worried because, uh, you know, your fencer uh, is very good. She's, you know, in the gold medal match. But I don't think, I, I went into it thinking, she's, the Canadians got this right from the beginning of the day. The Canadians got this it's It's all about now who who can get silver,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah, I'm not a spoiler surprise, but uh, yes that's that is how it turned out. I mean, Mary gave it a right to go we 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 spotted a couple of things where we we thought that Mary could uh make some headway and she she did those early on, looking to to provoke that that fast attack uh from Katie. Um, and then, and then closing the distance, which uh, she did pretty successfully at the start. But
1: five uh, nil. I was going, wow, yeah, this she's going to do this. Did, did you think you misjudged things? <laughs> I, I don't. I like, know. I think I, I probably, I probably, to be fair and honest, underestimated Mari. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't think she's all massively d- eye catching,
0: but she's she's smart. She's moved well, and um,
1: she she won't panic. She absolutely on fire at the start and it did affect the Canadian it yeah. massively affected the Canadian she went into a shell a little bit for a while and had to have a, th- a real proper think about it yes
0: yeah and to her credit she she did absolutely work it out uh, she changed her attacks made rather than going through the broken-time attacks that you talked about which we, we picked as a mm-hmm. A sort of vulnerability yeah uh she she still used them but she switched them with shorter faster direct attacks so suddenly Mary was unsure about when to make the counter and when to try and get it out of the way um there was a Mary did get a red card for for covering with her head when trying to meet this counter attack i uh, maybe dented her confidence a little bit i'm not for a minute suggesting it was uh it was undeserved uh but no. it, it shook her confidence a little bit um Co- uh, costra hit that was annulled and then a, a point awarded yeah, to the katie. Double so, whammy, yeah yeah so um that was a bit of a painful one it maybe shook Mary a little bit gave katie a bit of confidence and uh i mean i'm, I'm perfectly satisfied that the fight would probably have turned at some point anyway yeah. but that that felt like a you know a pretty big a, a pretty big moment, moment. Yeah. and uh yeah katie from that point looked, looked pretty comfortable i mean she'd uh she'd She'd seen what, what we had to offer to, to disrupt the sort of high-quality fencing that she had. Came up with an answer, applied it thoroughly and ruthlessly right through to the
1: finish. Yeah, 5-0 yeah, turned into 6 all, and the fight finished 15-7. Yeah. So I, I, I know it's really difficult to be, for you to be impartial about it. into your fencer and I'm certainly not being critical of, of what Mari did, but Katie was the better fencer in that fight. Yes, I can I can't really disagree with you. Yeah, uh, she's, and she, yeah. I think she's, we're going to see more of her. Katie Do from Canada will keep an eye out for her because I think if she's got the resources behind her mm-hmm. uh, and she's got the support, um, she's certainly good enough. Uh, yeah, to, I mean, to she, make, she
0: did look yeah. pretty pretty impressive, the word I've used a lot. But uh, that's the um, closest I've been to the side of the piece yeah. <laughs> a whole week. Yeah. And, um, whether that changes your perspective on how how good a fencer is, I don't know. But yeah, she did look very good indeed. And uh, but yeah, I've no grumbles. I'm I'm really pleased for Mara. She fenced, yeah. She fenced really well today. Give her her best shot in the final, but just yeah, just did run run into a fencer He was he was too good.
1: Well, and, and you know you should you should be proud of her because uh, a Canadian coach, you know your 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 equivalent, is uh, a double world champion, Ji Luan, who's moved from China to Canada. I'm not quite sure when. More than a decade ago, yeah, it's though. it's only been a while. And yeah. uh, she's now producing fences in Canada, but she was a world champion uh, at senior level and uh, more recently at veterans level. So Thank that's you. what you were going up against.
0: I'm not too shabby then. I'll, I'll try to console myself with that just a little bit. Um, I mean, feel free to carry on if I burst into tears at any
1: time. uh, (laughs) Oh, mate, don't worry. We'll go and have a glass of lemonade. You'll be okay. (laughs) Thanks very much. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations. That was a great performance. And uh, I know that you're very humble, but I think you've done a fantastic job in producing a really top athlete and uh, long may she continue fencing and uh, go on to get better things. Yeah, I'm I'm sure she will
0: because she does work tremendously hard. She's very bright. Um, She's... Starting at university in Edinburgh um, after the summer, so we'll be able to continue to work to together and close to home. Yeah, and I hope to see yeah plenty more, plenty more big stuff from Mary. She's uh, she's good to work with. So, uh, having been temporarily temporarily relieved of um, commentary duties. Uh, onto the onto the men's saber action um, again because I was pretty pleased with myself after the semi-final <laughs> I, I missed the first <laughs> the first half of the men's saber semi-final that I was I was meant to be watching um, I only feel moderately guilty about that uh, because it was pretty close so yeah. you know it was uh, uh, a, a second half that I, I get the feeling captured the the, the essence of the fight uh, so the one the one that I was um, following was uh, Zach Hamilton uh, of England uh, against Barnaby Halliday, also of England, and also um, clubmates as well. They're, they're both from King Edward School in Canterbury and Stratford Swords. So uh, both both Rob Caudrons. Pupils, I believe, absolutely, yeah, um, and they were clearly very familiar with each other because it was a, a a proper tussle, hit for hit, all the way up to fourteen 0 and uh, at the end Zach Hamilton finished with a big big cart riposte report So, um, as I say, I was I was distracted for the first half, exciting all the way through. He was down, and he was I, down I by a couple of hits, in, yes, in so the and yeah. uh,
1: and it's, I heard an interesting thing about um, the two of them that that you know both training together. It's great to have you know a teammate that's. Just, you Know really good, yeah. You know, High quality running. sparring with uh yeah. and uh yeah, international teammates. But Halliwell actually has um he's been being selected for international duties this mm-hmm. season, and and Zach Hamilton not so much. But Zach Hamilton got a better result at the British Senior Nationals, yes. He um, made the podium there, I think he was third, yeah, yeah, he was. And um, good going. and he uh. I think it was interesting to see whether there was—I don't want to call it fatigue—but you know, uh, maybe a bit of uh, a bit more fire in his belly, because mm-hmm. he's not been perhaps feeling doing, that he has
0: more more to prove
1: rather than just a a, you know, a position to defend. Yeah, yeah. and the back pair at the end always looks good in saber. And this yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah, I mean, really
0: good. good to have uh, that that bravery to go for the hit to change things rather than you know persevering with a simultaneous simultaneous uh, when that comes off. Yeah. That's, uh you know you th- you feel the uh, they deserve the reward for 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 taking the bold step.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it was a similar affair actually in the one I did. It was equally close, fifteen fourteen. It finished between Karen Singh and, uh, of India and James Edwards of uh, England. Karen Singh started much better, mm-hmm. super fast off the line. I mean, like a rocket <laughs> off the line. Um, and, but when he slowed down, because obviously you've got to have some variety in that first step in Sabre, because yes. if you just do the same thing, your opponent knows what's coming. Um, and the slow, the sl- when he slowed down the preparation, when he slowed down those first two steps, he was actually quite vulnerable. Right. So, whilst he started well, James Edwards worked it out and he worked out when the slow one was coming, as long as he went at 100 miles an hour, yeah. he was going to so get the attack, every, attack every time. Yeah. Um, so he, he, Edwards didn't start well, but once he worked out, okay, I I need to keep going in. Mm. If if I'm going to keep getting these super fast ones, I need to, either need to keep going in at that kind of higher speed and match him or I need to get out of the way. Yeah, As soon as I see the slow step, I just need and to pile in. Yeah. And once he worked that out, the fight changed round, and Edwards clawed his way back into it. Uh, it got up to 13-13 though, because Karen Singh was – Whilst he was, I felt Edwards had got the patterns, right? We've talked about the mm. patterns. He, Edwards was more in control of what was actually happening. Counseling was just plugging away, you know, yeah, and eventually kind of you've got to attack, 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 attack yeah. you know. And I thought, well, this is, you know, and I, I've, I've had a chat with James the other day, and you know it's weird. I, you know you, we have to be completely impartial in commentary, but yeah. you want to support your home well, I not have done
0: that very well in that case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've declared my, my national bias for Scotland pretty regularly, but these people, um, you know, are not surprising. I've not actually cheered when a Scots won at any point, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing quite well. You're doing I think. all right. Yeah, yeah, I clapped
1: today, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. I can't do that." I can't do that. Um, but uh, James is a really nice lad. He's part of the British setup. Uh, he's, he's 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 taking it seriously. He's in Budapest training at the moment. He you know, obviously not right now, but he's been with Peter Frolik uh, there. And so I was, I was a little bit nervous for him on the mm-hmm. end because so I can't. You know, I can't. have got to be honest. I you know wanted him to win. Yeah. Um, but, and so I thought, oh, this Indian, another Indian. It's another Indian from nowhere. The Indians have come <laughs> to this competition and uh, really stamped a mark on it. Um, and at 1313, uh, James uh, went for the brave parapost. Yeah. Didn't get it. Yeah. 1413, of course, to the Indian. And then <clears throat> uh, James got, got it back with an attack, nice long attack, set it up well, really nice. And I thought, oh, is he going to be brave again? Is he, is he going to be brave again? <laughs> Can he be brave again? Has he got the, and he did, and he stepped away. He used the distance trap to score the four, uh, 15th hit, and oh, you should have seen his face. It was just yeah. jumping around. He was so happy. But the bravery pays off. I mean, mm-hmm. some, when it doesn't, it's crushing, obviously. But at fourteen, fourteen, you, you know, you've got to, you've got to be brave. Otherwise, it's just going to be simultaneous, simultaneous, yeah, simultaneous. Some, yeah. Someone's got to break, yeah. and he didn't wait. He just. You just did it. Straight to it, yeah. And good on him. And, uh, you know, uh, another 15, 14. Mm. The Sabre does have a tendency at all levels to produce some uh, drama.
0: Yeah. Yes, I mean, whatever your feelings on on Sabre, you can't fault it for uh, a lack of action or excitement.
1: Yeah, high value
0: entertainment. Yep. Yep. And quick as well
1: i Yes, <laughs> that's why they save it for last. Yeah. So time short. Watch a bit of Sabre. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like you know while you're boiling an egg or something. I mean. Yeah. Watch two fights. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, enough of me being rude about Sabres because. Um, on to the final. This was this was a little more straightforward.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, the the way that James fenced in the semi-final, I felt that he was going to come into this and I don't think he would dominate it mm-hmm. because, the, again, it's two England fencers they know each other really well. I didn't think he dominated, but I, I had a sort of sneaking feeling that he would... He would win, yeah, uh, and that's no disrespect to to Zach. He's a great little fencer as well, really good fencer. Yeah, but I just felt that coming off that fight, having not seen your one, which was equally tough, yeah, perhaps. having not seen, I just, I don't know, just had a feeling that Edwards was gonna was gonna um, was not gonna run away with it, but mm-hmm. take it comfortably, he worked out how to how to beat the Indian. I thought he'd do the same with Zach, uh, and and, then he, and he started well. Yes, absolutely, yeah, but uh, Zach just worked it out and. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't really at the at the break, was it?
0: No, I mean there was definitely signs of it that uh, James, James was taking control of things uh, before then. Uh, that yeah. well, it was I could hit with a couple of parry or posts to, uh, to keep himself in it, and it did always look like to some degree at that stage that it was going to be Zach defence up against James's uh, James's attack. Yeah not, yeah, not quite how it turned out in the end. No, 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 exactly. Um, but that's that. That's where it felt that. Uh, Edward started to get the advantage that he landed more consistently with the attack, while
1: while Zach defence, while well, it brought him some fantastic hits. to The yeah. it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. There wasn't enough of them, but and that's what I mean. It looked like Zach had worked out what he was going to do, mm-hmm. and he just, I don't know. James James's attack went through that parry a few times. Exactly. Yeah. It came, and 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 it wasn't that. I don't. I don't even, I couldn't really say that it was. The distance, because I think if Zach had been further away to have taken one more step to take the parry, yeah. that definitely would have meant he would have blocked it and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have flicked around the parry and, and landed. But he would never have been able to reach the riposte. Yeah. So it wasn't the distance. The idea was right. But I don't know, a deeper parry maybe? Neither of us is a saber expert, so it's hard to really know yeah, what, what, what to say. But it looked deep. like he'd worked the pat now. Yes. James was, he was superb. Yeah. really good and um, went from strength to strength
0: yes absolutely I mean the the attacks that you kind of built that lead with um, turned into much more variety as well hit with a oh, I mean several really really nicely timed with great control of distance stop cuts to to wrist as Zach was trying to get his attacks going to try and change things around from his point of view uh, James, James still had the answer and, and by by the end it was a comfortable win, and he looked he looked totally in control of things, which he hadn't done so much at the start. Again, it was about a fencer working out what the opponent did and coming up with an answer for it. And he landed
1: a beautiful parapost as well. Yep, he did. on the way. It yes. was so there was a lot of variety wrapped up in a in a what what was two good quality fencers going up against each yeah, other so who both had really tough semi finals. Yep. So and just a great spectacle, obviously. Always men's saber. It's just Can't my, my it. guilty pleasure.
0: <laughs> you get a buzz off that sort of high-level
1: t- testosterone in the piece. I just... As a, as a foilist, it's really hard. I, obviously, I you know, my favourite weapon to watch is men's foil. That's, that's, that's my weapon. But having done what I've done for the last few years, uh, I've built a, a sort of an affinity with each discipline. I struggled yeah. a lot with women's foil, I have to be honest. I probably shouldn't say that to everybody, but I did because for... For a long time, it was not entertaining. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the
0: women's foil certainly turned a
1: corner. It's much, much better to watch last uh, now than it was. Yeah, even a relatively short time ago. Two years ago, it was. Two seasons ago, it was. It was. It was, it was a surprise if you got a really good match to, to follow, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and it yeah. was, there was a good, there was good reason for it. I understand why the fence was a fence in that way, but um, but it has changed, and now that's a, it's a bit more electric. But I found an affinity with each one, but. If you ask me to pick one match to watch at the World Championships, you've okay. only got you're only allowed to watch one. I'd probably struggle between the men's foil final and the men's saber final because you know personal interest in foil, yeah, but the saber is always entertaining, and this was this was equally so. And the semi-finals were great. And in fact, all the saber here has been great. Yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: I, I clearly need to watch a little bit more saber because I would still definitely pick the men's foils one I would want to watch. But yeah, uh, I'm developing a, a growing. Fondness um, for for Men's Saber which is you know well above the kind of uh, moderate tolerance that I had for it previously. <laughs> so I, I'm making progress, and and hopefully I understand a bit more about it as well. So, I think once yeah. you do, and once yeah. you
1: do, that's the thing. It, it, the 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 beauty of it is in the the speed that these guys are able to make decisions. Yes, and yeah. and the, and. You know, how, how, you know, you talk, you call it the pattern, the pattern of play, how, how, how they are able to change and the momentum shifting from one to another. So, and as, as a spectator, once you see that, you uh you, you there, there's no time to think about it it's like the speed skating of of, uh, of fencing it's just everything happens in seconds right in front of you so your adrenaline's pumped up i can't imagine how the top fencers cope with it
0: yes uh, yeah it's amazing that sabras last beyond the age of you know sort of early 20s <laughs> yeah. so they're not just burnt you know they're not shredded by that time but yeah uh, but yeah good good stuff today from the sabras two two very th- properly exciting thrilling semi-finals and a, uh a, Dominant display in the final From James Edwards a, Yeah A well-deserved gold,
1: Yeah But Most valuable fencer was the American MVP Most valuable player Is it MVF Is, uh, is Katie Dew, The Canadian She was she's my highlight of today Watching right. that was Just incredible I, Look I think she was better Than anyone else in the field But what What surprised me Is that we haven't seen her At senior internationals Yeah And at the later stages Of senior internationals it's she's she's got she's got some pro- a promising future ahead of her. I think. Yeah, and so she did uh, disappointing the good from my from my point <laughs> yeah, of view. Yeah, today. yeah, I get. <laughs> yeah, and you can't see the podcast, which is probably a good thing. Sean is glaring <laughs> at me. No, 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 I'm I'm trying to be as uh, gracious in defeat as I possibly can, which I'll
0: I'll grant you is not very gracious.
1: <laughs> You're being very gracious.
0: So anyway, I'm I'm going to go in and, and fuel. Um, both a little disappointed, but also also immensely proud, and uh, so that wraps up our junior individual action. Yeah, back again tomorrow, uh, slightly later to start, I believe. I make it a long lie. Is that
1: true? Uh, it might be for you. I've got to oh. do some work at our. We're doing wheelchair uh, fencing demonstrations here, so we did one a couple oh, nice. of days ago. Um, we're doing another one tomorrow, and I, I I take on stadium announcing duties for that one. So I'll be in. I mean, it's not it's not early. I don't have to be in until about twelve, but uh, <laughs> but I'll probably ramble along a little bit earlier because yeah. the quarterfinals start really at eight thirty. They've got to be on the piece eight thirty, so uh, early start for them. But uh, yeah, later start for us and. Uh, the something for the podcast listeners to think about men's sabre team sabre gold I'm going to call it now mm-hmm. that's in two days that's not tomorrow it's the day yeah. after India versus England yeah. in the final mm-hmm. yeah wouldn't argue with that and I'm going to say that England on paper would be the favourites but I Absolutely. Th- think India might close out this championships with the last gold Oh, that,
0: that is bold. After the largely dominant performance from the England, surprise today.
1: Uh, to the teams, the teams a different game, Sean. It's a different game.
0: Uh, this is this is true. Yeah, we have seen this. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to this sort of uh, wild speculation again tomorrow but uh in the meantime thank you again for for listening in for our podcast uh don't forget to to follow the championships on on all the social media on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh get all the all the goodies and information and pictures that are on there and uh yeah hope to hope to speak to you again tomorrow
1: yeah good night